to the Happiest Places to Work podcast. I'm Amy Dix, international best-selling author, speaker, and founder of Choose Happy. We create and build insanely happy workforces for companies around the world. We believe that by creating better people at work, they will create better businesses and better businesses build a better world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the most inspiring podcasts in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, all you crazy, happy people out there. Today on the show, we have Angie Simon. She is the CEO of Western Allied Mechanical, and she also is the president of Sheet Metal and Air Conditioning Contractors National Association, among other things. So, so excited to talk to you today, Angie. Welcome to Happiest Places to Work. Thank you so much. Very excited to be here. Yeah. So tell us, so you, you, you're the CEO uh, of Western Allied and tell us how long have you been with the company? Well, this is my 35th year. So I, I say I was 12 years old when I started. It wasn't <laughs> quite there, but but I have been here a long time. So I, I basically worked my way up from a young project engineer to project manager and then eventually became a partner and our president in 2008. And then recently uh, handed that that title over to my partner and became CEO because I'm slowly working my way to just kind of overseeing the, the culture side of things at the office instead of selling as much. So. I love that so much. I always think um, that that just speaks really to the organization and this industry a little bit. We were talking before the show. I also came from this industry, but this industry has like such this loyalty built in that I think it's such a beautiful thing that other industries can actually learn from. Yes. But uh, tell me, you know, when it comes to loyalty, how do, I mean, do you feel that that's true within your organization? Absolutely. Well, we work really hard on on making this a great place. Construction is a busy, a busy, you know, busy job. You've got deadlines all the time. So it's, it's a high stress job. And we work really hard to make sure that everybody understands how much we appreciate them. But we have so many of my young partners started here as interns and they've worked their way up. They've been here 10, 15 years and now they're partners. Even my young president who, who is now president, he started here when he was an intern and he's been here 23 years. I have I have field, I have union field technicians that have been here, started their apprenticeship with us, and they retired with us after 30 plus years. So we really work hard on that. Um, our people are our number one asset, yes. and um, and everybody is just amazing. So that is something. And I, I do find that in construction, actually, in a lot of the contractors we work with, their people have been there a long time, too. I think it's fun to build things, fun to see what you do, and a, and a dynamic a dynamic and very different industry every day. So yeah, yeah, I love that. And you know, you talked about um, company culture and how that's a little bit of a pri- not a little bit that's a that's a lot yes. <laughs> of a priority for Western Allied. Do you think when you came in 34 years ago, was that even a conversation that was going on 34 years ago? No, no, nobody really thought about that at all. I mean, I will say that probably seven years into Western Allied. I had an offer from another company that was pretty darn good, but you know, I did like the way the people were at Western Allied and you didn't know what it was called. You didn't know it was called culture, but we just had good people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did take care of us. And once I approached, approached my boss and said, Hey, I've got a great offer, but you know, and he's I'll take care of you. I promise. And he did. And um, I mean, it, it is a good place, but we su- super, and we really do now work on that. We have our three core values are grounded in care because we care about our employees. We care about our clients and we care about the environment, um, driven by innovation, 
um, which we are very much, we like innovation and we really push for it. And then dedicated to teamwork. And um, teamwork is a huge part of construction period. And it's just a part of making a good company good too. And then our mission is to engineer better environments because we really want to make a difference mm-hmm. in the world by engineering buildings that are that save energy and and take care and are sustainable and have uh, take care of people. So, and everybody's very bought into all of those, and we are uh, really excited about it. We do a lot with our core values. So you say everyone's kind of bought into it. I'm sure that you don't just like send out an email and say, these are our core values, like get on board, right? So like, what what are some of the things that you've done to kind of gather the culture together to buy into these values? Well, we do a lot with the employees. I mean, we, we do talk about, like, we talk about the core values. We try to use them in everything we do. We have contests for like a photo contest once a month. You can win an Amazon card. If you give a picture of somebody doing the core values, we have events all the time where we had, we just did Top Golf the other day. It was really fun. We had a whole uh-huh. 40 of us plus doing <laughs> Top Golf. And um, I mean, we have picnics and we, we do, before COVID, we did a lot more. Um, I mean, we had a masseuse and we had workouts. And, but, you know, I think more than anything, it, it's, a, it's an atmosphere we have that, you know, in everything we do, we seem like everybody understands, hey, let's, we got a job to do, but let's enjoy ourselves. It, we want you to work hard when you're here, but we really want, we really care about your families and your family life. And we encourage people to do things, to, you know, to take, get out of here on a half day on a Friday, if you've got things caught up. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where I think people understand there's a great mix. There's a lot of co- comment that we, we are a hundred million dollar company. I have 325 employees, but they comment, comment a lot that we're very much like a family owned business, which mm. is really cool. That is so cool. That is so cool. I know for myself when I was at Crescent Electric, which is an electrical distributor, it was such a big thing. Like it was really no big deal to see the CEO of the company, give them a hug, be like, good to see you, you know, and, and it just, it worked that way. Um, And so I think that when you feel like a family, that loyalty kind of like follows. So, you know, there's, kudos there's you. little things that companies can do that are so easy that people amazing. Like we do, we, I sign birthday cards every month. All of our partners sign a birthday card. We mail out birthday cards. We do uh, we, uh, give it back where we basically pick a person and they get to pick a charity. And then we give them $500 for that charity each month. I mean, there's just little things that make people feel and you get anniversary cards on your anniversary and you get a gift card inside of there. Little things like that just show people that we really do care about our employees. Yes. So. Yeah. So I want to also talk about um, your role as president for your association within your industry, which is the um, SMACNA, <laughs> which is Sheet Metal and Air Conditioning Contractors National Association. I always feel like associations could do better, like naming their associations yeah. so we go so long. <laughs> that is SMACNA. Is SMACNA. Well, SMACNA. Perfect. So we go SMACNA. I know it's a long, but everybody goes, what's SMACNA? <laughs> but, yeah. Yes. Well, it's got a kind of cool, cool ring to it. Yeah. So I want to I celebrate you for a moment because you are the first female president of SMACNA. And this is such an important topic, I think, to talk about today. It's important to have talked about it 10 years ago and 20 years ago. Uh, Unfortunately, these types of conversations may not have been happening 20 years ago. So tell me, like, is this like a big breakthrough for the industry? Um, Just kind of walk me through what it means to you to be the first female president of SMACNA. Well, I, I'm we're excited about it. I mean, there are three unionized MEP trades. So there's SMACNA, 
MCA and NECA, which are the three unionized um, associations. And none of us, none of them have had a woman president until we did. And we, it's overdue for that. We, SMACNA has been around 75 years. So in 75 years, they've never had a woman president. I was the first woman on the board back in 2008, national board. And I, I, I learned really quickly that a lot of the sheet metal contractors are family-owned businesses. But I kept saying, well, where are all the women? I mean, they're women in family-owned businesses. You have to have women. So I'm, I'm really... I mean, I think it was an education for the guys that were on the board at the time. They, a couple of them came to me in, in a compliment, basically saying, gosh, I didn't know a woman could know that much about air conditioning. And I went, okay, well, well, I'm going to teach you that we can. And, but, you know, um, the, the contractors are amazing. They're really, really nice people. Now it's a matter of just getting the word out. I, I was actually very surprised how much it meant to everyone. Um, mm. The union lady, the ladies that are in the, the trades are union ladies how much it meant to other contractors that had women involved. I realize now that sometimes a woman can't really think they're going to get to somewhere because they don't see it. You know, you don't see yourself being the president of an association when there's never been a woman president. And now that there has been, I'm like, okay, I could do that. I could be there. So that's exciting for me. I, I also think they, we have a, a industry workforce development problem. We need more people in our industry and 51% of the population's women, and we are tapping about total about 9% in the mm-hmm. trades, about 5%. So obviously we have a very untapped resource there and people need to understand that women can do this job. And I run a $110 million company and we have 350 employees or 325 employees. And uh, I mean, we do really well. So it's uh, it, a woman can do the job. Yeah, I want to give you like a resounding woohoo <laughs> when you say that. You know, it's almost like I picture you on stage with a mic, like giving this motivational talk, and I sort of like woohoo. No, it is quite uh, a feat, and you know, congratulations, well deserved, and uh, such again, just such an important topic to talk about, whether it's gender related or any other biases, you know. Right. Um, I, my hope is someday that this is not like a conversation, you know, but that would be my hope. Amy, truly, I believe it's not going to be, I mean, our millennials who get bad raps for a lot of stuff are really, really inclusive. I mean, they're much more inclusive than my baby boomer generation. And I really think in the next 10 years, that generational change of management, because our baby, our millennials will be running our companies. That's going to change the look all over the place because you know, my kids do not, my 29, 26 year old and 23 year old, they don't, they don't care what you are, what color, what gender, they just want you to do your job and they're excited about being there. And so I think truly it is going to change. So I'm glad that, I mean, I didn't really plan to be a, a breaking, breaking the glass of a, it's just, I like doing what I'm doing. So I've been excited yeah. about it, but I'm glad I can make a difference in what we're doing. And I'm glad that I can get up there. And, and now we have I, you only get to be a first woman once. So we have another woman on our executive board. So two years from now, we'll have another woman as president. But I'm uh, guilting Nika and MCA into saying, well, you need to get a woman up on that executive board here soon. So, just, yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm going to quote uh, an article that you're in in Procore, but it says the mountain she had to climb may be summed up by something her former boss said when he hired her. You know, Angie, he told her, I'm very chauvinistic but I'm hiring you anyway. What was that moment like for you? You know, I, it was one of those things where um, I, I played sports a lot and I almost, I play with guys all the time. Right. And I'm used to that. And at that point, when he said that, I went, okay, great. I'll show you what I can do. And that, I mean, it was just kind of that little challenge. 
And he was my one of my biggest supporters over the course of the years. I mean, he's the one who made me president. He wanted me to be president. He was the president before me. And um, but I, I felt that the honesty was interesting, um, you know, that he told me that when he was hiring me. Yeah. But actually, it kind of it challenged me to step up a bit and show him what I could do. So, yeah, it yeah. reminds me of this story. Once uh, I was a branch manager in Cheyenne, Wyoming, <laughs> and uh, I lived in Denver at the time. But anyway, I was an I should say I was an interim branch manager until we had got someone hired. But um, so I would I would commute to Cheyenne. Wow. So I wasn't local. So I already had one strike against me. But I remember in the warehouse, uh, one day I, we were holding material for one of our contractors, but we didn't have insurance on it, no paperwork. And so, you know, little 25 year old Amy <laughs> had to tell this big contractor dude that, you know, we can't store his material unless he wants to sign a waiver. And I, I will, this is such a defining moment in my career. I, I don't think I will ever, ever forget it. Um, especially the way he made me feel, which was when he said, you are a girl from a city who doesn't know anything about what we do. And I thought, man, if he even knew, first of all, I'm not from Denver. I'm from Nebraska. (laughs) So he already got that wrong, you know? Uh, clearly the fact that I was female was very difficult for him. And, uh, you know, the, the idea that he didn't think I knew anything was very false in my mind, but, (laughs) but it's just, you know, it's those moments. I think when these kind of things, when you cross these bridges in life, you go, you know what, but I'm going to break through that because that's not right. Like that's not good intention when people have these like comments and things. So, um, so I like that you share that. And I love even more that he became like your number one supporter. I wish my story had the same ending. Yeah. It does not. Well, <laughs> I was can very tell you, excited when I left, but yeah. yeah, I can tell you a fair amount of other stories that were similar to that. But one of the things that, that I kind of look at it and think is that, you know, the, my whole goal, my whole career has been Put your head down, work hard, show them what you can do, uh, lead by doing. And and I mm-hmm. thought, I mean, and showing them that I could do that. Eventually, you even even the stoutiest old guy will eventually realize, wow, she's actually doing the job. Right. And um, I mean, it, it doesn't mean it's always been easy, though. I've had many of those incidences. I remember one time the, the trailer full of guys, they, they basically the superintendent said, I don't do girls in my trailer. I'm like, well, I'm a girl. Well, then you need to get out of my trailer. I'm like. I'm the project manager. You need to get out of my trailer. So you just, you learn how to deal with that. And uh, it times have changed and they're going to continue to change. And there's been so much movement. I love that. Um, But right now with the construction industry, we really, really need to work on inclusiveness. Um, We talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, but to me right now in the construction industry, inclusive is the most important because we've had four or 5% women in the trades 20 years ago, and we still have four or 5% women in the Mm. trades now. That's Mm. a problem. That means that they don't feel they belong, that they can't Mm. stay in the trades and we can't get more women in the trades. We need to change the attitudes and we're working on that. And all three international presidents for the three MEPs and all three associations are working together to try to change that. So I'm hoping it works. Uh, You know, I think it's like safety was a bunch of years ago where safety wasn't a big deal. Now it is. And we have a culture around safety. It's the next thing we're going to have a culture around is inclusive inclusion and acceptance of diversity within our trades. And 
10 years from now, I think that'll change as well. So, I mean, I just got the goosebumps when you said that, you know, it just feels really exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Can we just get past this? You know, yeah. what do you yeah. think the biggest roadblock is for companies um, like yourself uh, when it comes to inclusiveness? Like what is the biggest roadblock that you guys, that you all run into um, that, you have to kind of bust through to, to show the bigger picture to your employees. As much as you, it, there's still people out there that it's still the old boys network a little bit. There is still that. And that's probably the biggest roadblock. A little bit is understanding as well. I mean, I do think on the coasts, on the two left and right coasts, we're, we're in California here. It, we're a lot more progressive. Um, I think there's, you know, because I'm national president of SMAC and I travel a bit and I've met contractors everywhere. And I think, the middle part of the state has uh, the middle part of the, the United States has a lot of work to do still on that. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> I just think it, it's just in a matter of education, educating ourselves and, and having some training and, and getting people to understand that. And I, it's going to happen. Um, but construction needs a better, a better, we need to advertise what a great place construction can mm. be to work. And because yeah. I think part of it is it's thought of as a dirty job and it's not, I mean, nowadays we use technology, we design in 3D. I mean, we use robotics. There's so much fun stuff going on in construction. Construction's finally changing and accepting innovation. And um, I just, if we could just sell that the industry is a great place to be, I think we'll get more diverse people in there. And I yeah. think that will, and as you learn, as you get a more diverse workforce, you work better together. You're more innovative because you have people who think differently. And Western Allied here, we're really diverse. We have a super diverse group. We, we at one point we have, we were close to 40% women in our, in our office uh, in regards to our technical plus, uh, jobs, but just really diverse group. We have every nationality you could think of here. And so we, we feel that helps us gel as a team a lot better. Yeah. So. What is the number one advice that you have for uh, other contractors, uh, uh, companies out there um, to design a happy workplace? Like if you could give them one piece of advice. I, I think what would you say? Sim- such simple things go so long. Your employees are what make your business that we don't, we don't, we meet people, people make our business, little things, you know, thank you notes when they do something well, birthday cards, anniversary cards, you know, bringing in donuts, telling them how great they are once in a while that those are so easy to do. And just so, so many people forget that. And um, just focus on the fact that your people make your business. And so really appreciate that and, and just uh, tell them how much you care. I think that's the one thing I would, would stress. Awesome. People first. I love that. Uh, What if, if you were to define a happy workplace in one word, how would you define it? Wow. That's a good one. In one word, I would say, well, I would say in our area, teamwork. I mean, I think people enjoy being a team. And yeah. so that's for us is in particularly in construction that everything does form, whether it's with our clients or with our own teammates here, you know, our project manager has his team of the superintendent and the foreman and then the purchasing person, they're all a team. So if we make that team work well, everybody's happy. So. Yes. Great. Angie, thank you so much for being on the show today. What a pleasure it's been. And I just want to honor you for a moment for all the great things that you're doing, not only in the workplace, but it sounds like the world too. And so 
Thank you so much for your message. Thank you for all that you're doing. Thanks for pushing through. Thanks for smashing the glass ceiling and just keep going. Uh, we really, you know, on behalf, I'm going to say like on behalf of the world, we appreciate you, but no, truly you're doing really great things. And and so I, I definitely want to honor you and thank you for that. Well, Amy, thank you also for helping get that message out though, because yes. the more people hear about it, the better off we are. So. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Amy Dix here. Thank you so much for listening to the Happiest Places to Work podcast. If you are a CEO, HR director, or wellness director for a successful company and would like to be on this program, please visit choose-happy.me slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on social. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag happiest places to work podcast. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, choose-happy.me or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Amy N. Dix. Thanks for listening. This is Amy Dix and we will see you next time.